0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Southern Community Law Centre's information sessions. Again, I've got Shane with me from last month, continuing on with our immigration um, chat. Hey, Mike. How you going, buddy? Thanks for coming back in again. It's good to see you here. You're looking well. Thank you, Michael. You look well yourself. (laughs) Cheers, (laughs) buddy. (laughs) Um, Just to remind everybody, Shane is a principal immigration advocate for hewitt Gold Lawyers in Invercargill here, and he's going to continue on with our um part 2 if you will on immigration and where things are at and how we can possibly shed some information that will help you or better inform you on making applications etc. Uh last week we touched uh, last week last month I should say we touched on um covid and the impact that covid has had and the slowing down of processing and the the the, the speeding up that's starting to take place um, and border limitations with um, humanitarian expectations or um, impact that some of that has had and some of the cases that Shane's dealt with. This time round, we're going to be talking about visas, I think. Concentrate on, if that's all right with you, yeah. Shane. Yeah. So, yeah, just a quick reminder, people, that uh, this information session is exactly that, information only and should not be considered as legal advice. If you want legal advice on your matter, please contact our officers on 0800-55-0800 and we will set you up with an appointment with the relative people for your particular issue. All right, Shane, visas. Yeah,
1: okay. So picking up from last month, and and this is something that you and I had also talked about, um, changes to circumstances, to people's circumstances. If you've applied for a visa in the past, Immigration New Zealand will have the information that you provided in the file. So don't try and tell them that something is different uh, than what you previously told them or you're going to have some explaining to do. Um, If your circumstances change, you must tell them. If you don't tell them, then that's going to um, possibly delay the processing of your new visa application or it might result in them sending you what's called a PPI letter, potentially prejudicial information. And you will be given a deadline by which time you have to explain um, the problem or provide them with an answer to the problem. Um, Sometimes that's easy. Um, Sometimes you just had to update something. You have to be particularly careful though, if you are applying for residence um, and your job changes, for example, and your um, application depends on your job, you really need to get in there quickly and let immigration know what's happening because um, they don't take it well if you make a false declaration or if you fail to update them with relevant circumstances. They look at that as lying to them, at minimum, or well, not at minimum, sometimes lying to them or misleading them, um, lying by omission, and then you'll have some explaining to do. It's always better to front foot um, situations with immigration. If you talk to them, they are much more likely to be lenient with you than if you try and hide something and it comes to light later on.
0: What sort of things are we talking about that people are omitting, shall we say? Uh,
1: sometimes it's a... Um, well, we were talking about partner visas last time. Um, sometimes a relationship has broken down and the visa might rely on the relationship being genuine and stable and people living together. I have seen cases where... Um, people have said, look, you pretend that you're still living with me and we'll get a visa sorted and then we'll go our separate ways. Um, that's not cool. No, I that. <laughs> um, immigration will actually come down hard on both people um, because it's an offence, a criminal offence, to... Um, provide false documentation or to provide information to immigration that you know is false and that has helped someone get a visa. So um, you can be prosecuted and hit with a fairly large fine and I'm not just talking a couple of hundred, we're talking thousands of dollars here. so Or even tens of thousands if it's um, not just partner visas if it's an employer who's providing false documentation or somebody else um, falsifying documentation to help someone get a visa um, you can be looking at prison time as well, depending on how severe the the offending is
0: you 've been warned <laughs> um yeah, so what else can we look at when the way a visa's like
1: okay, um, so we looked at partners partnership visas a little bit last time um The thing that I would say to to people generally but um this is particularly pertinent to partnership visas, is that the onus is on you. That is, it's your responsibility to provide Immigration New Zealand with the evidence they need to make the decision on your visa. It is not up to them to go looking for information. Um, You must prove to their satisfaction that you are living together in a genuine and stable relationship. If you can't prove that, don't expect them to give you a visa um so there's two components there there's the living together component and there's a genuine and stable relationship some people seem to think that just because they're married they should automatically get a visa no that's just one thing that immigration looks at um they want to see um shared uh, financial responsibilities so people paying bills Um, for the same address, not different addresses. Um, They want to see um, shared bank statements or if you've got separate bank statements that if if somebody is paying rent out of one then maybe you're contributing by paying money into your partner's account for that. Um, Insurance papers, um, family photos, letters from friends and family acknowledging the relationship birth certificates of children's, marriage certificates. Um, if you're at all in doubt about whether or not you have the right evidence, seek advice from someone who is either a licensed immigration advisor or a lawyer. Okay.
0: I can remember years ago when you were working with us that you had um, almost compiled a whole dossier on, on, on relationship yeah. things, yep. like a whole... Excellent
1: reading, actually. Yeah, it got a bit vicarious at some stage, but yeah, um, voyeurish rather than vicarious, sorry. Um, Yeah, but immigration um, and privacy don't really mix um, because Immigration New Zealand will um, look very closely at the evidence that you give them. If they have any doubts, they can and will either interview you um, by phone um separately w- with your partner, so one immigration officer will talk to your partner at the same time as another immigration officer talks to you, okay, so that you can 't um, you know f- com- combine your answers together so they 'll make you go into separate rooms, mm. or they might rock up to your house at seven a m um, and you're still in bed, and it's like, get out of bed. I'm going to talk to you in one room, and, and my mate will talk to you in the other room. And uh, you'd better be authentic. Um, because, uh, you know, that's the whole point of the visit is to, for them to see that you are actually um, in a genuine and stable relationship. Now, a lot of the time, it's not a problem. Um, some immigration officers are really good at these interviews. Some. Less so. Um, I did have one uh, lady client tell me that she felt like she was scarred for life after talking to this immigration officer. <laughs> um, no, not very pleasant. I have had a couple um, complain to me about the way um, immigration officers talk to them. I had one gentleman, the New Zealand partner, actually. He was um, supporting his, his um, overseas... Well, she was here. He was supporting his foreign um, wife... But anyway, they asked to check his phone um, to see whether he'd been um, engaging in text conversations with his wife. Normally that wouldn't be a problem, except he was a property manager and he had so many texts on his phone that his phone would automatically delete them after a certain amount of time. Immigration New Zealand said, you're trying to hide something from us because you've deleted all these texts. They didn't believe his explanation. Okay. okay, so yeah. you've got to be you've got to be aware of how your circumstances look to an outsider. They don't know you, hmm. um, so they're going to look only at the evidence that they see in front of them.
0: And, yeah, and that's all they can look at, isn't it? Yeah. Really, at the end of the day. Um, okay, yeah, it has its own little twists and turns, doesn't it? What else can we look at? Like, uh, say, working holiday visas. Yeah,
1: so these are um, open um, again. Um, Obviously, they were on hold during COVID. Um, Working holiday visas, for the most part, have to be applied for while you are outside New Zealand. um, And you have to be um, from a country that we have a working holiday visa relationship with. And you have to be generally younger, I think, than 35 in most cases. The only ones that I'm aware of where you can apply onshore is if you are a citizen of the UK and you are already here on a working holiday visa, you can apply for a further working holiday visa um, to let you stay a bit longer. But UK working holiday visa holders have um, better conditions on their visas than, than most others.
0: So so. More open freedom. Yeah, yeah more freedom. More, yeah, yeah, right. OK.
1: Yes, yeah, uh. so um, working holiday visas, these are one of the ones that are Very much individual circumstances because there are different rules for every country. So,
0: yep, okay, cool. And so, study to work visas?
1: Yeah, so we're seeing a lot more of these again um, now that um, people who were here are finishing their qualifications. um, They are now um, getting study to work visas to go out into the workforce. some of them have already been working um, on their student visas. Their student visas let them work twenty hours a week. Um, the study to work visas are good because they have what are called open work conditions, so they can work for anybody in any occupation. Can ask that, yeah. Yeah. So um, usually a, a um, post study work visa, what you call a study to work visa, um, can be done with your um, educational institute. Um, Although sometimes people will come to um, an advisor or lawyer to get it done, but yeah, these, this is a good scheme. But it's not as not as um, wide as it used to be. It's now restricted according to the qualification that you've got. That is, sorry, the length of time on your on your study to work visa is restricted by the qualification you got
0: and where you got it. Alrighty, so thank you again for your time, Shane. Do sincerely appreciate it. Um, and again, it's important to remember that the information discussed today is information only and not to be considered as legal advice. Again, for legal advice or in, on an immigration matter or any other legal concern that you may have, contact our officers for an appointment. If you would like to contact Shane directly, again, you can contact him at Hewitt Gold Lawyers. Um, they're located at 162 D Street, in Invercargill, or contact them on 0321 and again, thanks for your time, Shane. Um, we look forward to continuing this part three next month. Cheers, Mike. Awesome. So it's always important to, to contact us if you feel that there is um, an issue with your rights or obligations and you need to seek legal advice or just even information about your situation. Um, contact us as soon as you can. And um, we will try and either take you on as a client or... Put you in with a, an agency or a lawyer who can better help the situation. Our offices are at Level 2, 33 Don Street. Um, and our contact phone numbers are 2143180 or 0800 55 0800. Our office hours are 9am to 4pm, Monday through to Thursday, Fridays until 12.30. We are open to walk-in clients Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. 2023 sees us returning to our rural outreach clinics throughout Southland and if you wish us to um, see when we're next in your area, please contact us again on 0800 55 0800 to make an appointment um, and we can pop in and see you. And that's it for us today. Thank you very much. The preceding podcast was brought to you by Radio Southland with the support of New Zealand On Air their funding of accessmedia.nz makes these podcasts available. To find similar programs by other stations involved, go online to accessmedia.nz.